0: Hi, reader it's time for another reading bug adventure performed and produced by the reading bug our family-owned independent bookstore but before we get started it's holiday season have you crossed everyone off your list remember to check out reading bug box to get a book subscription for every little reading bug you know reading bug box is the only book box that includes a selection of books hand-picked by reading bug booksellers and personalized to the unique age interests and reading level of each reader that's right Visit ReadingBugBox.com and start personalizing today. Or if you need a recommendation for a book or two, check out our recommended lists for all ages from baby to grown up at TheReadingBug.com. We need you to keep our podcast and local independent bookstore running. Isn't it great that you can support small business from far away? Thank you also to our sponsors and patrons. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible to become a patron and support our work please visit patreon.com/readingbugadventures and reader would you like your voice heard on an upcoming reading bug adventure our current patrons and any new patrons who sign up before the end of 2023 will be entered in a drawing to have an on-air conversation with Lauren to talk about your favorite books and episodes okay reader are you ready for another adventure with me and the reading bug great then let's fly it's time for a reading bug adventure It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations, too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Hi, reader. I'm so glad you could join us on another reading bug adventure. I've been waiting and waiting for the reading bug to arrive, but she is later than usual. She must have gotten really lost in her books today.
2: Here I am, Lauren. Sorry I'm late. Where have you been? I was starting to get worried. You really need to pay more attention to the time. I am so sorry, Lauren, but please don't blow your top just because I'm a little late. I promise you that this adventure is going to be a blast. And look at who I brought with me! The Spelling Bee! Hi,
1: Spelling Bee! Hi! The Reading Bug told me where we are going today, and I think you're going to be pleased and ash astonished. Good one, Bee! Blow my top? Blast? Ash-stonished?
2: Are those words hints about where we're going today? They sure are, Lauren! We are going to visit an ash astonishing place today that often blows its top! Can you guess where we're adventuring?
0: Reader, what places do you know that blast and blow their tops, and where there's a lot of ash? What about the launch of a space rocket? Rockets blast off, and they blow their tops when the rocket detaches from the boosters after they provide the thrust that the rocket needs to escape the Earth's gravity.
2: That's a great guess. But no, we're not going to a rocket launch today. Are we
0: going to visit the Old Faithful Geyser in Yellowstone National Park? Old Faithful blows its top about 20 times a day when it blasts water and steam high into the sky.
1: Geyser. G-E-Y-S-E-R. A geyser is an underground spring of hot
2: water that sometimes erupts, sending steam and hot water gushing into the air. That's another very good guess, Lauren. We're not going to Yellowstone National Park today. But if you have any other guesses, I would lava to hear them.
0: Bug, did you say lava?
2: Lava. L-A-V-A.
1: When hot melted rocks called magma, M-A-G-M-A, is pushed into the surface of a volcano, it erupts. Once the magma gets outside of the volcano, it is called lava. Reading Bug, are we going
0: on a volcano adventure today?
2: Yes, yes, yes. You got it, Lauren. I guess my lava clue was a little too easy. But can you guess which volcano we're going to visit today?
0: Which volcano?
2: I. I don't know. I'll bet it is
0: not one of the volcanoes we've already visited on our adventures. Reader, do you remember how we helped the people in the Colosseum in Pompeii escape before Mount Vesuvius erupted way back in 79 AD? We also landed on Olympus Mons, the largest volcano in our entire solar system, on our Mars adventure. But it's probably not that one either. That rules out two volcanoes, but we're going to need another hint if you want us to guess which one we're going to see today.
2: Here's a really hot tip. We are going to explore a volcano that is located in the only state in the United States that was entirely formed by volcanoes.
0: Reader, can you think of a state that was formed entirely by volcanoes? I remember reading that the state of Washington has seven active volcanoes, including Mount St. Helens, which last erupted in 2008. Can you think of another state with lots of volcanoes? Alaska is our biggest state, and it also has the most active volcanoes, 141. But I don't think that either Washington or Alaska was formed entirely by volcanoes. Hmm. I'm afraid we're going to need another hint.
2: Okay, here's one. The volcano we're going to visit today is located in a state that is in the Ring of Fire. The Ring of Fire? Yikes! I don't know what the Ring of Fire is, but it sure sounds scary. There are over 1,500 active volcanoes in the world. An active volcano is a volcano that has recently erupted and may erupt again soon. The Ring of Fire is a horseshoe-shaped area in the Pacific Ocean that got its name because it has more exploding, active volcanoes than any other place on Earth. Oh, so that means we must be going to a state that is located
0: somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, and there's only one of those. Reader, do you know which state is located in the Pacific Ocean? Hawaii! Hawaii is the only state that is made up of islands, and the Hawaiian islands are located in the Pacific Ocean.
2: So, Bug, is Hawaii the state that was formed entirely by volcanoes? Yes, yes, yes! Hawaii consists of six big islands and lots and lots of smaller ones, too. And all of the islands that make up the state of Hawaii were formed by volcanoes.
0: I love Hawaii, but we've already been to Hawaii twice! First on our ocean adventure, and then again on our superhero adventure. Aren't there other volcanoes that are closer to us? or that are located in
2: places that we haven't visited yet? Maybe you'll be able to guess why I chose Hawaii if I tell you the names of some of the books in my book bag. First, there is Pele and Hiaka, A Tale of Two Sisters, retold by Dietrich Beres. Pele, P-E-L-E.
1: Pele is the goddess of Hawaii's volcanoes. In some stories, Pele is also referred to as goddess of hula dancing.
2: Some of the other books are Maui Hooks the Island, By Gabriela Hule, Pele and Paliahu, A Tale of Fire and Ice, retold by Malia Collins, and Hawaiian Myths of Earth, Sea and Sky, by Vivian Thompson. M-Y-T-H, myth, is another great
1: word. People all over the world have always been curious about what causes natural events like earthquakes, tornadoes, stars, fire, wind, and volcanoes. In long ago times, they created fabulous stories called myths to explain these natural events. So, are we going on a volcano adventure in Hawaii to
0: learn more about the myths that ancient Hawaiians created to explain what makes a volcano blow its
2: top? That's right, but that's not all. We're not only going to learn Hawaiian myths about volcanoes, we are also going to learn about the modern science of how and why volcanoes erupt.
3: That's why Reading Bug invited me to join on your adventure today. Whoa! Who are you? And why did you sneak up on us like that? Oh, I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to frighten you, but my friend the reading bug invited me to come
2: along today, didn't you, bug? Yes, I sure did. I was just about to tell everyone that you were coming with us. Kalama, let me introduce you. This is Lauren, the spelling bee, and our reader friend. Kalama is a friend of mine, too, and she's a vulcanologist. Gesundheit. Vulcanologist. volcanologist. Gesundheit! Volcanologist.
1: V-O-L-C-A-N-O-L-O-G-I-S-T A volcanologist is a scientist who studies volcanoes and how and why they erupt. That's right, B. I work at
3: the Center for the Study of Live Volcanoes at the University of Hawaii on the Big Island, where I study volcanoes. I was born and raised in Hawaii, so I also know a lot about Pele and the ancient Hawaiian myths about volcanoes. I was so excited when the reading bug asked me to be your guide today on your visit to the Big Island to learn more about volcanoes.
2: And you can imagine how excited I was to find a volcanologist who could explain both the science and the mythology around Hawaiian volcanoes. Kalama, you told me there are four volcanoes on the big island. Mauna Loa, Kilauea, Kohala, and Mauna Kea. Have you decided which volcano you're going to take us to see today? Oh yes, we're going to Kilauea. Kilauea
3: is the only volcano in Hawaii that is erupting right now. Tourists visit Kilauea every day to see the ash and fiery lava inside the Hale Mau Mau, the crater, at the top of the volcano. Hale Mau Mau is also an important part of Hawaiian mythology because our ancestors believed that Pele lived in the crater. But we won't be going just to see the eruption at the summit. We're going to visit the Kazumura lava tube inside
0: the volcano. Wait a second. Did you just say that we are going to go inside a volcano? A volcano that's currently erupting. Won't it be really dangerous for us to go inside a volcano when it's literally blowing its top?
3: Yes, Lauren, of course it would be dangerous if hot lava starts to flow down the mountain, but right now the eruption at Kilauea is confined to inside the Halamaumau Mau crater and there isn't any indication that the volcanic activity will balloon and spill over the crater and onto the mountain. Right now, it's so safe that hundreds of tourists walk around the edge of the crater every day to see the eruption. Before we go to the top of the mountain, I'm going to take you into the lava tube caves that are inside the mountain, so we'll be much further away from the eruption than the tourists who are
0: walking around the crater. We may be safe from the volcano, but caves are still dark and creepy, and don't wild animals live inside them? Caves are dark,
3: but not many animals live within the lava tubes. Occasionally, an animal like a rat or a bat might wind up inside the lava tubes, but they don't stay there long. In fact, the only animals that live in the lava tubes are spiders and insects and other small critters that won't hurt us. So what do you think, Lauren? Are you ready for some spelunking?
1: S-P-E-L-U-N-K-I-N-G I just love that
2: word! Splunking is the exploration of caves. That's right, little bee. Lauren, I really want to see the eruption at the summit. Kilauea is one of the only active volcanoes that are currently erupting. We may never get a chance to see an erupting volcano again.
0: I think we should do what Kalama recommends and explore the lava tube caves that are at the bottom of the mountain first. Don't you, reader? Bug, you're the one who invited Kalama in the first place. Let's do what she says and start with some spelunking before we get anywhere near the flowing lava.
2: I guess I've been outvoted by the rest of you. But as long as we go fast, we can make it to the summit, too. I'm in. Let's get started. Not so fast,
0: Bug. Before we get started, we have to stretch, remember? Let's all stand up, unless you're in your bed or buckled into your car seat. And stretch our arms way up over our heads. Very good. Now, wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go.
3: Thanks, Lauren. That felt wonderful. I'm starting to feel stretched out
2: and ready to go. Great. Now can we go? Yes, now we can go, Bug. Okay, Spelling Bee, are you ready to cast a spell to get us
3: started? Reading, Bug, if you don't mind, I have an idea for one more fun Hawaiian exercise. Another exercise? Is it fast? I promise I'll make it fast, Bug. Pele is the Hawaiian goddess of volcanoes and fire, and she is also regarded as a goddess of the hula dance. So, in preparation for our visit, why don't I
2: teach you a few hula steps? Kalama, I'm not sure we have time for that. And anyway, ladybugs don't do the hula. I think a little hula dancing sounds great. Let's
1: do it. Bugs may not hula, but this bee would love to learn. The basic hula moves are pretty simple. Let's
3: start by placing our hands on our hips, with our feet about a foot apart from each other. Great. Now, bend your knees a little, just like this. Excellent. Now, let's take four steps to your left and then back, four steps to your right. Remembering to keep your feet apart and your knees bent. Very good. Keep on taking four steps to the left and then four steps to the right, in time with the music, just like I'm doing. Now, start swaying your hips just a little bit as you move back and forth, back and forth. Really good. You're natural hula dancers, especially you, B. Thanks. And Reading Bug, I know you said that ladybugs don't dance, but I see you moving too. You were born to hula dance. (laughs) Ha,
2: you caught me. I can't resist learning new things.
3: Now, let's add some arm movements.
2: As you take your four steps
3: to the left, stretch your arm straight out to the left and bend your right arm across your chest, pointing in the same direction. Then, when you take four steps to the right, switch your arm so that your right arm stretches straight out to the right and your left arm is bent. Excellent! Keep going, just like that. Like this? Yes! Now we are ready to add our hula hands. Just wave your fingers down, up, down, up, down, up, as we continue to take our four steps to the left, and then four steps to the right. Congratulations, you're hula dancing!
2: Thanks, Kalama! That was really fun! It was really fun. Thank you! but now we really need to start our magnificent volcano adventure.
0: (laughs) Before we go, did you remember to bring your crayons and paper? You can decide what you want to draw, capturing the most important parts of our adventure for your friends and family to see when we're done. You can draw anything you want and create a story that's all your own. If you didn't remember paper and crayons and want to get them now, don't worry. Just press pause or have a grown-up do it for you. We'll wait right here for you.
2: Okay, okay. Can we finally get started on this adventure? I'm starting to think we'll never make it up the top of the mountain to see the lava today. Spelling Bee, can you quickly cast a spell for us to get started? Of course I can. The only thing I like better than spelling is casting
1: spells. Magic Book Bag, today we want to explore what makes volcanoes bubble and roar. Take us to Mount Kilauea to see its current volcanic activity. But first let's spelunk down below, and the lava tubes inside the big volcano. Perhaps we'll meet Pele, who lives in the crater, but if we do, use your magic to restrain her. From getting so angry, she starts an eruption, with fiery lava that could cause great destruction.
0: Look reader, the reading bug is opening her book bag, and it's growing bigger and bigger, until it's big enough to fit us all inside. Oh, and look! Inside the bag, I can see all different kinds of volcanoes. Some are shaped like upside-down ice cream cones, while others look like enormous shields that warriors have laid to rest on top of vast expanses of land.
3: Those volcanoes are called shield volcanoes because of their shape. Shield volcanoes are formed when lava flows gently and slowly from vents, spilling over the crater and spreading outward, sometimes for miles and miles. All the volcanoes in Hawaii are shield volcanoes.
0: What do you call the volcanoes that look like
3: upside-down ice cream cones, then? Just like the shield volcanoes, their name describes what they look like. The cone-shaped volcanoes are called cinder cone volcanoes. They are formed when volcanic ash and cinders travel through a vent in the ground and shoot up outward of a crater into the air before falling back to Earth.
0: Look! Some of the volcanoes in my book bag have fiery tops with red-hot lava streaming down their sides. But others are covered by white snow caps. I see volcanoes with pointed tops and volcanoes with bowl-shaped tops. The slopes of some of the volcanoes are covered with grass and trees, but the sides of the others are covered with
2: black and gray rocks. I see a beautiful woman dressed in a red muumu and wearing a crown of red flowers on her head. She has long black hair and she's holding a flame in her bare hands. I wonder how she can do that without burning herself. That must be Pele,
1: Bug! Let's not forget all those luscious, long, and lovely words that are floating around in the book bag. Geology, tectonic,
2: lehua, amakihi, ohelo, troglodyte, and many more. On the count of three, let's hop into my book bag. Come on, everyone. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside. Our book bag, what will we
0: find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag, our trusty book bag? What will we learn about today? Here we go! The book bag is taking us up, up, up into the sky. I can see our homes, our schools, our parks, and I can even see the bright green awning of our favorite bookstore, The Reading Bug, right down there in the bustling town of San Carlos. Now we're floating over the beautiful green hills that separate San Carlos from beachside towns like Half Moon Bay, Santa Cruz, and Pacifica. I see white sand beaches dotting the coastline nestled between rocky cliffs that plunge into the Pacific Ocean. Look at all that ocean stretched out in front of us, reader. It goes on for miles and miles and miles. Oh, look! Do you see those small dots of land in the ocean way up ahead? Those must be the Hawaiian Islands. There are six big ones, the island of Hawaii, which is also called the Big Island, Maui, Lanai, Oahu, Kauai, and Molokai.
2: But I also see lots and lots of smaller islands sprinkled around the big ones. I read there are 130 small islands in the state of Hawaii in addition to six big ones. Oh, hey, watch out below and hang on tight. It looks like our book bag is coming in for a landing on the Big Island.
0: Ugh! I'm pretty sure we didn't land on a sandy Hawaiian beach because that wasn't exactly a soft landing. I wonder where we are. Wherever it is, it's pretty
2: quiet. All I hear are birds and crickets. Like always, there's only one way to find out where we are. Let's climb out of the book bag and take a look.
0: Wow! It's so lush and green. We must have landed in one of Hawaii's tropical forests. Great! It looks like we landed exactly where I was hoping we would
3: in the Puna Rainforest. The Puna Rainforest is a large lowland rainforest located along the eastern side of the Kilauea Volcano, and almost all of the 110 entrances to the Kazumura Cave are located in the Puna Rainforest. Yes, now we can see that we are definitely in the Puna Rainforest. If you look west from here, there is a reddish glow from the top of the mountain over there. Can you see it? That's the eruption at the summit of Kilauea. I think I see it but it's pretty far away. Here, take a look at it through my
0: binoculars. (laughs) Oh, yes! Thank you Kalama, now I see it. There's a gray cloud at the top of the mountain and I can see sparks in the cloud coming from the top. It almost looks like there's a sparkler buried inside the cloud. That's a good
3: way to describe how it looks right now, but at night the glow from the eruption lights up the entire
0: sky. I can't wait to see the eruption. I sure hope we have time reading bug we'll try but can't you just enjoy this part of our adventure right now if we can't make it to the summit we can always come back for another volcano adventure kalama can you tell us what causes a volcano to erupt i'd love to but in order to answer your
3: question i'll have to teach you a little geology
1: g-e-o-l-o-g-y geology is a field of study that includes the study of the layers of the earth the earth has layers like a cake yes like a cake
3: The Earth has four layers, the crust, the mantle, the outer core, and the inner core. When the Earth formed 4.5 billion years ago, the heaviest substances sunk to the middle of the Earth and formed the inner core. The inner core is like a solid lead ball that is about 1,500 miles thick. It's also very, very hot. In fact, the temperature of the inner core is as hot as the surface of the sun. Over 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. As hot as the sun?
0: Does anything live in the inner core?
3: Oh no, Lauren. It's way too hot for any plant or animal to live in the
0: Earth's inner core. So the first layer, the one in the very center of the Earth, is the inner core. What's the next layer? The next layer is the
3: outer core. It wraps all the way around the inner core and it's almost as thick and hot as the inner core.
2: I read that the inner core and outer core are made of the metals, iron, and nickel. The two cores spin and create magnetism, just like a giant magnet in the center of the Earth. That's right, Reading Bug. The magnetism protects the Earth from dangerous
0: radiation from the sun. It's also what makes our compasses work! So, the inner core is in the center of the Earth, and the outer core is the next layer and wraps around the inner core. What's the third layer?
3: The next and thickest layer of the Earth is the mantle. It's heavy and very deep. It makes up 85% of the Earth's volume.
2: And the last layer is the crust. That's where we live. It's a very, very thin layer that rests on top of the mantle. I read in Volcanoes by Gail Gibbons that if the Earth was the size of an apple, the Earth's crust would be about as thick as the skin of the apple.
0: Does the crust wrap all the way around the Earth, just like the skin of an apple wraps around the inside of the apple? That's a funny way to think about it. But the crust of the earth is actually
3: pretty different than the skin of an apple. An apple skin is one continuous covering that usually doesn't have any holes or rips in it. But the earth's crust isn't continuous. The crust is a bit more like the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle that fit together to cover the earth. The pieces of the puzzle are many giant pieces of rock that we call tectonic plates. What made the crust break into pieces? The slow, constant movement of the mantle is what has broken the crust into pieces. The movement of the mantle is caused by the heat from the inner and outer core. When the heat rises, it moves the mantle beneath the crust before it spreads sideways and cools. When the mantle cools, it sinks again. When the movement in the mantle causes the tectonic plates to push against each other, they create mountains. And when the plates
0: pull apart, they create valleys. Okay. So now we know that the Earth has four layers, the inner core, the outer core, the mantle, and the crust. We also know that the crust is broken into large pieces of rock called tectonic plates. But I still don't understand how all of this relates to my question about what causes volcanoes to erupt.
3: I'm getting to that. You see, sometimes the tectonic plates crash into each other and one plate slides under the other. That crash creates tremendous heat and pressure that causes some of the rocks in the mantle to melt. And the liquefied hot rock that is produced is called magma.
1: Magma. M-A-G-M-A.
3: Because the magma is not as dense as the solid rock that surrounds it, the magma starts to rise up toward the surface of the earth. When it reaches an area where the rock layers above it stop it from moving further upward, the magma collects in a large pool that geologists call a magma chamber. As the pressure in the magma chamber builds, it creates a volcano, an opening through which magma, hot gases, and other materials erupt. Magma that flows out of the vent onto the surface of the earth is called lava. That's the scientific explanation of what causes a volcano.
2: You said that ancient people created stories or myths to explain how volcanoes were created. Can you tell us more about those stories?
3: The ancient Romans believed that Vulcan, the Roman god of fire, controlled volcanoes. In fact, the word volcano comes from Vulcan's name. At about the same time, 2,500 years ago, here on this side of the world, people who lived in the Tahitian Islands began a journey by canoe to Hawaii, where they became the first people to live here. Those very first Hawaiians created their own myths to explain the volcanoes they found on their new island home. They said that Pele, their goddess of fire, came with them to Hawaii. Pele's mother was Hamea, the earth goddess. Her father was Kanehoelani, creator of the earth and the heavens. And her older sister was Namaka, the goddess of the sea. According to legend, Namaka became furious with Pele when Pele dug her first fire pit and red gold lava boiled up from within the earth and ran down into the ocean, killing hundreds of fish. Namaka demanded that their oldest brother punish Pele, but when it became clear that Kamoho could not control Pele, they told Pele that she would have to leave Tahiti. Did that end the argument between Pele and Namaka? It did not. Namaka was still furious with Pele for killing the fish, so she followed Pele to Hawaii. Every time that Pele opened up a crater for her volcanic fire on one of the islands, Namaka sent waves to put out the fire and force Pele to leave. Pele finally reached the big island where she settled in. However, even to this day, Pele's fiery eruptions from Kilauea flow hot and thick until they reach the sea, where Namaka uses her powers over the ocean waves to extinguish them. That's a fantastic story, Kalama. Are there more myths about Pele? Oh, yes, there are many, many more stories about Pele. How about I tell you my favorite one the story of Pele and her sister, Hiaka? Oh, yes, please. You might want to practice your hula dancing while I tell it to you. Long ago, Namaka forced Pele to leave Tahiti. She fled with her sister, Hiaka, to Hawaii. Pele settled in the crater of Kilauea, while Hiaka lived in a grove of red lehua that sprang up when the lava cooled below, in the shadow of Pele's fiery volcano. Hiaka met a dancer named Hopoe. They lived and danced together every day. One night while Pele slept, her spirit left her body and followed the music of hula pahu drums to Kauai, where she fell in love with a chief named Lohio. Pele wanted to stay with Lohio, but she knew she had to go. As she departed, she promised her handsome Romeo, that Hiaka would return to lead him to Pele’s home. When Pele arrived on the big island, she ordered Hiaka to fetch her lover. Hiaka reluctantly agreed, but only after, Pele swore she would not harm Hopoe or destroy the grove of Red Lehue. As she left her Lehue grove, Hiaka sang to Pele, “Believe in me, and I’ll believe in you. You lava me, and I lava you too. While I am gone, you have promised not to blow your top, so when you need to make your angry feelings stop, remember that I'll always lava you.
0: Remember that I'll
3: always love you. Hiaka fought a monstrous Mo'o as she searched for Chief Lohio. After many months, she finally arrived, only to find the Lohio had died. Hiaka restored his life with her magic power. But back at home, Pele's mood had begun to sour as she waited for months all alone. Her anger began to grow and grow until one day in a fit of ire, she set Hiaka's grove on fire. Even then, she could not stop. She lost control and blew her top. And when her top was completely blown, she turned Hopoe into stone. When Hiaka returned home, she saw the blackened boughs and realized that Pele had broken all her vows. In her sorrow, Hiaka sang to Pele, we vowed that you'd believe in me and I'd believe in you, that you'd always lava me and I'd lava you back too. But while I was gone, you blew your top and even then your anger did not stop. You destroyed my beautiful Lehua Grove and turned my friend Hopoe into stone. But despite all that you have put me through, I'm your sister, and I still lava you. Remember that I'll always lava you.
0: Believe in me, and I'll believe in you. You lava me, and I lava you too. Don't blow your top. Make those angry
3: His friend Powell then told Pele how Hiaka had brought Lihue back to life. When Pele heard those words, she was astonished and ashamed. Hiaka admitted that on their long trip to the big island, she and Lihue began to fall in love. But they did not act on their feelings until Hiaka discovered Pele had broken her vow to protect Hopoe. By then, Pele had fallen in love with Powell. She realized that she had been wrong to lose faith in her sister and she apologized for her actions. Although Hiaka forgave her, Hiaka decided to return to Kauai with Lohio. As Hiaka and Lohio left the big island, the sister said Aloha and sang
0: Believe in me and I'll believe in you. You love me and I love you too. Don't blow your top. Breathe story did Pele live up to her promise to make her angry feelings stop well she has been trying to
3: ever since and most of the time she is successful the number of volcanic eruptions in Hawaii has declined over the years Kilauea Pele's home is still erupting but like her temper it is mostly under control as long as the eruption does not overflow the crater the hot lava does not hurt
0: anyone or anything here on the island Now that you've told us about the science and Hawaiian mythology about how volcanoes are created, I'm even more excited to explore the Kazamura Lava Tubes. We've got a lot to see today, so let's get started.
3: First, we'll be hiking through the Puna Rainforest to an entrance to the lava tubes. There are over a hundred entrances to the lava tubes, but they are all on private property in the rainforest. Visitors aren't allowed to use these entrances unless the owner of the property on which the entrance is located agrees. Lucky for us, one of my friends owns property nearby with an entrance to the cave. All we have to do is take a short walk through the rainforest to get to his property. It's not far, so let's get going. If you have any questions as we walk through the forest, feel free to ask me.
0: It's so lush and green here in the rainforest, filled with ferns and trees and bushes that are covered with a lot of red, violet, yellow, and orange flowers and fruit. Kalama, what are these beautiful trees? The leaves are dark green and oval shaped, and the bark on some of them is silver gray and shredding, sort of like a eucalyptus tree. The trees all look the same, and most of them have scarlet red blossoms, but some of them have orange flowers, and others have reddish orange, purplish red, and yellow flowers. The flowers don't have petals like a rose or a tulip. Instead, they look like fluffy balls, sort of like a dandelion seed puff. Have you ever made a wish as you blew all the seeds of a dandelion seed puff? It's supposed to make your wish come true. Those are
3: lehua trees. They are the most common trees in Hawaii. Lehua trees are very durable and can grow in rugged, barren environments, like areas that have been covered by
2: recent lava flows. Aren't they beautiful? Didn't you tell us that Pele's sister lived in a lehua grove at the bottom of Mount Kilauea? That's right, reading Bug. Hiyaka and her friend
3: Hapoe lived right here where we are walking in a grove of red lehua trees, which reminds me of another legend about Pele and the lehua tree. According to this legend, Pele made a handsome warrior named Ohia. She asked him to marry her, but Ohia only had eyes for a gentle beauty named Lahua. This, of course, made Pele so furious that she transformed herself into a giant pillar of fire and turned Ohia into an ugly gnarled tree. That's not very nice. Well, Pele does have a very hot temper. Now, Lehua learned what had happened to Ohia. She begged Pele to return Ohia to his human form. Pele refused, but the other gods took pity on Lehua. They changed her into a beautiful red flower, which then they placed on the ugly tree so that Lehua could be with Ohia forever. Hawaiians believe that as long as the lehua flowers remain in the trees, they bring lovely sunshine to the islands. But if the flowers are taken from their home on the trees, lehua's tears will fall in the form of rain.
0: What a beautiful love story! Kalama, what are these beautiful bushes? They're covered with green oval-shaped leaves and loaded with the most beautiful shiny red berries that are about the same size as blueberries. Oh, those are ohalo bushes, Lauren!
3: Like lihua trees, ohalo bushes can grow on lava-covered land after a volcano erupts. They have bell-shaped flowers that ripen into the fat, round, red berries that you see. The berries taste, I mean, they look delicious. I hope we can eat some. Ohalo berries are often called Hawaiian blueberries because they are sweet and they have the same texture as blueberries. But I don't think we want to eat any of them, at least not yet. There's another Hawaiian legend about Ohala bushes. Would you like to hear it?
2: Oh, yes. Please tell us.
3: When Pele's sister was nearing her death, she asked her son to bury her inside the Hane Mau Mau crater on the summit of Kilauea. Kolo told her son that the crater was her grandmother's belly button.
0: Her belly button? Kolo's grandmother must have been a giant.
3: Her son did as Kolo asked. She changed Kolo's body into the red veined leaves and slender gray brown branches of an ohalo bush, which Kolo then placed in the crater at the top of Mount Kilauea. That's why the ohalo bush is considered to be sacred to Pele. I recommend that you don't touch the o'halo bushes or pick their fruit because Pele really doesn't like anyone fooling around with her o'halo bushes. In fact, another part of the myth says that Pele places a curse on those who eat o'halo berries without paying tribute to her.
0: A curse? Uh, reading bug, do you think Pele would really curse someone who may have had a
2: little tiny taste of one or two of those delicious uh i mean beautiful berries i'm not sure i'd want to find out like kalama said pele has a really hot temper um yeah hot temper do you hear those birds singing i think it's the small yellow birds with black bills and brownish black eyes that are sitting in the tree above us i hope they don't eat ladybugs like me those birds are called amakihi
3: they are one of the most birds in Hawaiian forests. Amakihi are also called
1: honey creepers. I know why amakihi are called honey creepers. It's because just like us honeybees, they love to go from flower to flower, sipping nectar from each one.
3: That's right, Bee. Do you know why some of the amakihi are bright
2: yellow and the others are yellowish green? I bet the bright yellow ones are males and the duller yellow-green ones are females. Is that right? That is right. I read that male birds are usually more colorful than females because they use their colorful feathers to attract a female partner. Female birds are less colorful because they are the ones that lay the eggs and usually take care of the baby birds. Their duller color makes it more difficult for predators to see them, so it helps keep them and the babies safe. Oh, hey! I just spotted someone I'd like to introduce you to.
3: Over here, look closely. The little guy sitting on the back of this leaf only lives in Hawaii. Is that a little bug? Take a closer look Lauren. Can you count its legs? There are eight of them. Eight legs? Then it must be a spider. That's right. It's a tiny spider. If you get a little closer you'll be able to see what makes this spider so special.
2: I think I'll pass on taking a closer look. Maybe you should too Bee. Spiders like to eat insects like us for lunch or dinner or breakfast. The
0: spider is very little.
2: Even with its eight long legs, it's
0: smaller than the eraser on the top of a pencil. Come in a little closer, Lauren. I promise you that this little spider doesn't bite. It's yellow, with black markings on its body. Oh my, the black markings look like a face. I can see two eyes and a big smiling mouth, just like a little happy face emoji. Kalama, did you draw a happy face on that spider? No, I didn't have to. This
3: spider is born with these marks, that's why it's called a happy face spider. They only live in Hawaii, but it's hard to find them here because they blend into the undersides of the leaves where they build their webs. That's called camouflage,
1: right? C-A-M-O-U-F-L-A-G-E. Camouflage is when animals blend in with their surroundings so they can't be easily seen by other living things. Even if I draw a picture of this
0: little spider. My friends won't believe that there's a spider that has a happy face painted on its abdomen. I wish I could take that little spider back home with me. Lauren,
3: our island environment is precious and fragile. We ask visitors to be respectful and not to take any natural items like plants, flowers, fruit, bugs, or spiders as souvenirs. It's bad for the environment, and then there's also Pele's curse. What do you mean? Pele's curse. Hawaiians believe that Pele places a curse on anyone who takes anything native Hawaiian, like sand, rocks, plants, or insects away from Hawaii. But that's just part of the myth, right? I already- Here we are, the entrance to the Kazamura Lava Tubes. Just like he promised, my friend has left us everything that we will need for the next part of our adventure. First, we can put on long pants he left for us over our clothes. These pants will protect our legs from scrapes or cuts as we climb and hike through the lava tube. Volcanic rock can have sharp, glass-like edges. Sharp, glass-like edges? I thought you said that spelunking was going to be safe. Don't worry, Lauren. It will be, as long as we have the proper gear and we are careful. Now let's put on these sturdy hiking boots They will protect our feet from the sharp lava rocks and keep us from slipping or falling on the wet and uneven surfaces in the cave. He also left us knee pads. They'll also protect us in the unlikely event that one of us does slip or fall. These knee pads are just like the ones that I wear when I'm roller skating or skateboarding. Now we can strap on our helmets. They'll protect our heads in case we fall or in case anything falls on us. The helmets also have an attached light so that we can see in the dark cave. Without these helmet lights, there will be no light in the cave at all.
2: We wouldn't even be able to see our hand if we rested it on our nose. Let's hurry up and get started. If we waste any more time, we may not be able to make it to the top of Kilauea today. I
3: hate to rain on your parade, Reading Bug, but we
2: need to be well
3: rested for the next part of our adventure. I think we should pause here, have a snack, and drink some water before we start exploring the Kazumura lava tubes. We don't want to get too tired or dehydrated,
0: do we? I agree. In just a few minutes, I'll play some music for us to color to, and we can draw pictures of everything we've seen and done so far. You might want to draw a picture of the Puna rainforest with the lehua trees covered with red, yellow, and orange powderpuff flowers, ohelo bushes heavy with red and orange berries, and the beautiful amakihi perched in the branches of the trees, drinking nectar from the flowers and flying in the clear blue sky overhead. I think I'll draw a picture of the beautiful goddess Pele, wearing a crown of red lehua flowers and holding a brilliant flame in her bare hands. What will you draw, reader? Whatever it is, I'm sure it will be amazing. After we've rested, we'll start our exploration of the Casamara lava tubes. Who knows what dangers we may encounter along the way. But I know that whatever happens, everything will turn out fine because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being Thank you for joining us on our adventure today. I can't wait to see you next time when we meet up for the rest of our volcano adventure. In the meantime, if you're interested in reading more about geology, volcanoes, or Hawaiian mythology, you can find a list of all the books in The Reading Bug's book bag at thereadingbug.com volcano. The Reading Bug, the spelling bee, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The reading bug, and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Riley Savage, Gabby Melendez, and Caitlin Savage. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.
3: Culture Kids Podcast. Join us as we ignite curiosity, broaden horizons, and inspire empathy through culture, traditions, and interviews from people all over the world while having a blast with your whole family.
1: We cover different topics like different greetings around the world and K-pop, Texas barbecue, and even Pokémon. And that's Culture Kids
3: Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast.